Welcome. Oh, welcome, 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 everybody, to the program. Here it is. Uh, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. Whew! Where the hell are we? Are we in the eye of a hurricane? No, that is Florida, and that's not a joking matter. Damn it! I'm trying to get situated here, guys. Sorry. Uh, Sorry about that. Hold on. Here we go. Let me push. Uh, let me push you this thing here. Na 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 na. All right. Here we go. Sorry. I know. I should have done that before. Um. Real quick, before we get into the program, I I just gotta I gotta bring this because. It still trips me out every time I see this ad. And it's just an amazing, well, it's the hypocrisy of um, Democrats to maneuver in their lives as it pertains to uh, not just Small amounts of hypocrisy, not 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 just small, just tiny, uh, double uh, standards, but really just over the top, hit you in the face with a frying pan hypocrisy. Like, oh my God, this hypocrisy is so over the top. It's uh, just, well, okay, throw this at you. Before we get on the air, I'm in the green room, and I'm kind of rushing to get everything together. And I know we've talked about this commercial before, but again, every time I watch the commercial, it still strikes me in such a way that I'm just befuddled. Just be fuddled at, well, maybe I'm more fuddled at the, what, 44% of the American voting electorate that has a problem. Let me talk about it one more time. The commercial that shows little girls in the mirror. Or they're, um, I don't know, on a playground. And in the background, you hear uh, different uh, sound clips from Donald Trump. And of course, everything's taken out of context. But you hear all these uh, sound clips from uh, Trump. Rather, it's talking about Rosie O'Donnell. Or rather, he's talking about uh, Princess Diana from the Howard Stern Show. Or he's talking about um, Malicia. Alicia. I always say Malicia. I don't know why I say Malicia. Alicia Matado. Uh, Miss Fat Universe from uh, 94, 95, whenever it was. And then it ends... And it's funny because every clip they use is the Howard Stern clips, which we'll get to 
in a second. But it ends with a clip where it's Trump talking about not respecting women all of the time. And then a voiceover comes on and says, is this the president we want for our daughters? And I, and I really, I, I, I go, is this, is this a super PAC ad? And then you hear, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I support this message. I go, man, this is Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Wife of Bill Clinton. The guy, the guy as governor who had an employee come to a hotel room, a a suite, pull out his penis, we could say penis, and ask her to kiss it. (laughs) Ask her to give it a little kiss. This is a guy that sat in the Oval Office and used a cigar as a dildo <laughs> on a intern. And this is a guy that, as we speak, is out on the campaign trail talking up his wife and vice versa. Hillary Clinton is saying that when she has a problem, With the economy, she's going to go to Bill Clinton. They're going to talk to Bill Clinton. They're going to sit around the kitchen table and hash out some ideas when she gets stuck or she needs some help. And the Democrats and Hillary Clinton run a commercial saying, is Donald Trump the president that we want for our daughters? Man, I mean, that's some major league balls. It really is. It really is. That is major league balls. Just major league. But the Bill Clinton situation, they've been displaying their major league balls for years because somehow they dismiss the fact that he was the president of the United States. Fact that he wasn't a garbage man or a bank executive or a school teacher who just happened to have a affair with a co-worker. That's why when you listen to the liberals whether it's Bill Maher or the Daily Beast, they completely downplay it as, oh, it was just a blowjob. He lied about a blowjob. Really? 
that that's that really it was just that simple it was, it was just that that so they've been using their balls for years to pretend that that is some type of personal issue between a husband and wife and it shouldn't concern anyone because these things happen between married couples or boyfriend or girlfriends or girlfriend and girlfriends or boyfriend and boyfriend. So there's nothing here. Move along. (laughs) They completely pretend that the presidency and governorship or attorney general was not an issue. So they run commercials that say is this the president that we want for our daughters? Listen, tell you this, you don't want your daughter anywhere near Anywhere near Bill Clinton. I remember I said that to my dad, and my dad's an uber-liberal, and he goes, oh, Rob, Bill's too old now. That's the liberal talking points. Ah, come on, he's too old to, you know, take out his junk and ask girls to kiss it and put his car in vaginas. Too old. I just, I just, I just had to just go there, just because we're in the green room and I'm watching this commercial for like the hundredth time, the hundredth time. I'm like, wow, that's just major league balls. Is, is this the type of president? Type of president? Bill Clinton sh- just like shouldn't even be around. And I mean, uh, forget it. Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking about. Clinton and them. All right, so let's talk just a smidgen about the debate. Just a smidgen. Because yesterday, if you listened to the program, we talked about the debate while the debate was still going on. We talked about the debate as it was happening. General consensus from everybody and that that spilled over today and that general consensus was the debate was a mess Tim Kaine was equally equally a moron And at the end of the day, Pence won and looked like an adult. So last night we went on at 7 o'clock. The debate started at 6. We watched, I don't know, about a half hour. We got on at 7. And what was the first thing I told all of you? Jesus. 
this, this cane won't stop interrupting. You, you, you can't even watch the debate and follow along because Kane keeps interrupting. And for everybody that was annoyed that Donald Trump would say to Hillary Clinton, wrong, wrong. If you were annoyed by that, you had to be 50 times more annoyed that even a liberal had to be annoyed. Even a hipster douchebag liberal had to be annoyed. Had to be. Some reports count that Kane erupted Pence something like 70 times. 70? You want to talk about undisciplined? It's like the guy had threats. Instead of blurting out cock and balls and dirty words like that, it was these just these canned one-liners and just just it was just horrible. It's just horrible. I know Biden used that same strategy, but even Creepy Joe wasn't that annoying. Even Creepy Joe didn't interrupt Paul Ryan 70 times. Jesus. Anyone who picked up on this, general consensus was Tim Kaine was annoying. Being annoying. Tim Kaine was every liberal douchebag. Goes on my Twitter feed to argue with me. Seriously. You know how I call them all uh, keyboard warriors? They use an egg as their profile picture or some other bizarre whatever to hide their identity media there's never pictures of them there's never pictures of them with friends it's specifically to just troll and be annoying And you always wonder, what does this person look like? Is this person a girl? Is this person a guy? Is this person really a girl? You know what? They look like Tim Kaine. Every time you get some liberal hipster douchebag trolling your Facebook or your Twitter account, it's Tim Kaine. It's thousands and thousands 
of Tim Kaines. When you get suspended from Twitter or you get flagged for some violation that offends the liberal senses, it's Tim Kaine. Always remember that. Keyboard warrior that every single one of us go, wonder what this person looks like. Go to Google, type in Tim Kaine, and there you go. That face, that voice, every liberal hipster douchebag that trolls Twitter accounts and Facebook. Every hipster liberal douchebag. Tim Kaine. I mean, just go on Twitter and and go to a liberal hipster douchebag, uh, Don Lemon, uh, Sabrina Spooky, the Muslim girl that's always on the MSNBC shows, Sabrina Saduki, or Asan, uh, the Asian kid from the Daily Beast, another annoying liberal douchebag. Rachel Maddow, and every person that follows Rachel Maddow. Just go to these liberal douchebag Twitters, and when they post something, look at their comments, and look what the people are saying in their comments. They're Tim Kaines. That's what they are. They're Tim Kaines. They don't respond when you make a legitimate point with a counterpoint, it's an insult. So if you say, we have to control illegal immigration, what are you talking about? You call Mexicans rapists and murderers, and you call them all sorts of names. We need to control our borders. We are, you got to control your voice because they're rapists. We're a nation of immigrants. Okay. Yes. We are a nation of immigrants. Yes. Do you want to have it about people coming to this country the right way? How it affects the job. We're the rapists. Oh, okay. Oh. Again, your typical liberal douchebag troll. Except last night. It was on television. We have to do something about ISIS. Yeah, we have to do something about ISIS. Just remember, Hillary Clinton got Osama bin Laden. And you're, Donald Trump wants to nuke the world. Oh, God. Shut up. Just shut up. I, that's what I wish. I wish Pence would have just said, Tim. Will you shut up? Seriously. Where was Howard Dean? Listen, where was Howard Dean's, uh, you know, cocaine comment? Tim Kaine, I heard, oh, Tim Kaine was, was needed to be uh, uh, decaffeinated. Really? So, so Tim Kaine had a little too much coffee. Donald Trump 
was high on cocaine. Okay. Your one media out talk about Tim Kane being completely amped up. It was oh he interrupted a few times. I mean, I watched one of the hipster douchebags make a joke. I watched Dana Bash go, uh, you know, he did interrupt a few more times. Imagine if that was Donald Trump. Or imagine if the roles are reversed and it was Pence. Imagine if it was Pence. Every time Tim Kaine tried to say something of substance. Mike Pence interrupted. The media would be losing their minds. They would be losing their minds. Our dean would be like, oh, was he on cocaine? Is he, well, that, that's the typical son of a, of a cokehead. Oh, Donald Trump, he was snoring, he, he was sniffing, and he was talking fast, and he All right, well, if you take the sniffing out of Tim Kaine, he was the typical cokehead. Talking a mile a minute. Interrupting every time you wanted to say something, thinking everything that he said was funny and witty and interesting, laughing at the things that he was saying. I mean, you talk about. I mean, seriously, you guys, talk about somebody that <laughs> talk about somebody that was hopped up on 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 coke. Tony, I I I haven't been around a lot of coke freaks, but but I've been around. A, you I want to talk about someone hopped up. Tim Kane. Hell, wait a minute. I take that. Meth. He 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 had to have been a meth. He had to have took a little crystal pump before on. Because he is that guy at the party. That's just messed out of their mind. Hey, hey. So uh, hey everybody, I was uh the club the other oh you were at the club is that what you were is that is that what it was what kind of club one of them gay clubs because you're gay <laughs> uh okay uh no we were at the, well, <laughs> that was that was tim kane the head last night And when Rachel Maddow complains about Tim Kaine, you know, you absolutely know Tim Kaine did bad. 
with Rachel Maddow said, blah. When Stephen Colbert, and don't forget, guys, called it two weeks ago. Stephen Colbert will be fired after the election. Just, I, I've been writing down my predictions in the past few months. Don't forget my prediction that Stephen Colbert will be fired after the election. I mean, it won't happen the day after. They'll let it go on a few weeks. Hell, they'll probably let it go on until the first of the year. That's when they're going to make the change. That's when they're going to make the change. Mark my words. Stephen Colbert is only there to push the liberal messaging to the two million people that watch that horrible show. And it's horrible. And he, even he, said Pence. Colbert said Pence won. So when you have Stephen Colbert and Rachel Maddow saying Mike Pence won, then you know he won. You know he won. So here's the real comedy. Here's the real comedy. After all said and done, the liberals 100% knew that Kane lost. And not only lost, but looked like a complete freak. I mean, that's all you can... A, a complete, annoying, child freak. A, a man boy. That they had to create a different narrative. They had to create a different narrative. They 100% had to create a different narrative. Remember, if you actually have a legit debate with a Democrat, a progressive, a liberal hipster douchebag, if you have a legit conversation about policy, they lose 8 out of 10 times, not 9 out of 10 times. They lose 10 out of 10. They lose 10 out of 10. That's why this entire election is not about what the Democrats and Hillary Clinton are going to do to make your life better. It's all about Donald Trump being a horrible, vile, dangerous, disgusting misogynistic, homophobic 
person. That's what it's all about. And I know some of the never-Trumpers are saying, exactly, that's why we didn't want Trump. Because if we would have just ran, if you would have just ran who? If you would have just ran who? Well, if we would have just ran who? If you would have just ran who? Marco Rubio? So if you would have just ran Marco Rubio, would have kept to a policy-driven campaign? Not a chance. Absolutely not a chance. And, and, remember, whether it's Trump, whether it's Rubio, whether it's Jesus Christ himself, right out of the gate, Democrats only need 70 electoral votes to win. Right out of the gate, Democrats start with 200 electoral votes. Okay, maybe 190. But give or take, before any vote is cast, Democrats start pitch that gives them seven different pathways to win the election. And regardless of who the candidate is on the right, there's a very, very narrow path. And remember, never-Trumpers, the people... Let's say the two or three or four million Trump supporters that are like rabid animals, you would never have gotten them to vote for Marco Rubio. You would never have got them. You would never have gotten them to vote for Jeb Bush. Because let's face it, if Trump wasn't in, Jeb Bush, would have been the nominee. It wouldn't have been Ted Cruz. And if it was Ted Cruz, he would have been getting pummeled just as bad as Donald Trump from the media. It was always supposed to be Jeb Bush. And as Jeb Bush on top of the ticket, what two or three or four million hardcore, rabid Trump supporters would have lined up and voted for Jeb. Now, I don't want to go into a... I don't want to go off into a different um, conversation, okay? I don't want to go... And because we'll get to this conversation... Later, 
I want to kind of stay focused on the whole VP debate and the new media narrative because Tim Kaine got hammered and he looked like a buffoon. He looked like a moron. And the media is not going to sit there talk about that for days and days and days and days. Not going to do it. Absolutely not going to do it. Not going to do it. Absolutely not going to do it. So, the next day, which was a, the narrative shifted to, oh, this was a preview for 2020. And not only was it a preview for 2020, Donald Trump was very, very mad that Mike Pence showed him up. They have absolutely zero, zero facts to back this narrative up. Except unnamed sources. Unnamed sources from within the Trump campaign have told reporters Donald Trump was furious. He was angry. But of course, to have unnamed sources, because without unnamed sources, no reporting would ever get done. Because nobody would talk to you off the record or anonymously. So, You just have to believe us, the media, at CNN. You have to believe us at Politico. You have to believe us at the Huffington Post. You just have to believe us. Unnamed sources. Unnamed sources. Yet, you never hear the media... Talking about all the women that have come out and said, uh, Bill Clinton had sex with me. Why? Because those women are cuckoo. They're nuts. Can't believe them. They're just saying whatever to help out the Republicans. Imagine, the media has no problem creating a narrative based off of unnamed sources. But named sources, like human beings saying Bill Clinton did this, Hillary Clinton did that, and the media ignores them, says, ah, not real. They're just 
makings up. Astonishing. It's not astonishing. So it, it's more like a broken record. Because I've been talking about this for well over a year. And really, really, this election cycle has shined the spotlight on the media. It's such who used to say, nah, it's just a Republican talking, nah, are now going, yeah, yeah, majority of the media are nothing more than Democrat activists. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So that was the narrative. So it shifted from Tim Kaine losing, losing bad, looking like a moron, and not having answers for any of the things that Pence was able to get out between Kane interrupting him 70 times or the moderator who I've never heard of before. Just some chick who fills in on the weekends and just stepping in her ear. They get the job of moderating a VE debate. Like I said last night, I thought Megan Kelly and Brett Baer were going to do the debate. So they had to shift the narrative today. Because when Pence said something like, uh, uh, well, Tim, You're talking about Osama bin Laden and the fact that he was taken out. Well, that was al-Qaeda. We're not dealing with al-Qaeda. We're dealing with ISIS. And then the moderator would jump in, and then uh, Kane would shift to taxes, Trump, that. So today the media couldn't talk about that. They couldn't break down aspects of when Mike Pence said, well, the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, and their inactiveness on ISIS, and the fact that they pulled out all of the troops. No, there was no, there was no status enforce agreement. Yeah, George Bush, it was his fault. It. And again, if you broke down these issues and had a legitimate adult conversation, not a hipster, douchebag, keyboard warrior fight, liberals lose every time, and they lose bad. They lose bad. If you actually break down 
the whole withdrawal from Iraq and the status of forces agreement and the fact that it was up to Obama and Hillary Clinton to renegotiate that deal. It was up to Obama to renegotiate that deal. I mean, guys, Maliki wound up getting booted. He wound up getting booted. So this notion that Obama's hands were tied and as they pulled out troops the whole status of force agreement was basically like no America no Obama just get out but but wait we no get out please and again if if you actually have that debate liberals lose so issue after issue that was brought up not a lot, but it was brought up when it wasn't getting interrupted by Kane or the world's, well, I shouldn't say worst moderator, but it's definitely in the area of bad. <laughs> definitely in the area of bad. Liberals lose on the arguments. So the narrative today was not that Tim Kaine lost, not that he looked like an idiot, not that he interrupted 70 times, not that he looked like he was hopped up on meth. It was, well, Donald Trump was very angry. Who said that? Unnamed sources. Oh, okay. Well, we got to run with unnamed sources. Unnamed sources. And then as flimsy as that, and they knew it sounded flimsy, they had to find something to somehow back up. So what they found was Trump at a rally today talking about how good Pence did, and then putting the scrolling graphic or the, the cryon or whatever the hell you would call it that says Donald Trump takes credit for Pence's performance. So they're like, ah, see? The unnamed sources said Trump was mad and he got shown up. And look, Trump's taking credit for Pence's performance. But you listen to what Trump said at the rally, it absolutely was not taking credit for Pence's performance. He was taking credit picking Mike Pence. And he said, 
I'm getting a lot of credit today. Because when I became the nominee, the first test was picking a strong vice president. And look how Mike did last night. He was great. He was fabulous. That's what Trump took credit for. And yes, before Trump picked him, the big narrative was, is Donald Trump gonna, gonna, gonna uh, pick a Newt Gingrich? Is Donald Trump gonna pick a Sarah Palin? This is very big. This is very big. Because depending on who he picks will kind of give us insight on how might Trump govern and who he would surround himself with. So this is going to be a really big deal. The media built up the whole VP selection. And when Trump picked Pence, people went, well, that was a safe pick. You know, he served in Congress. He's a good governor, has a decent track record, not too good with the LGBTQZBA community, but still, Trump could have went with a more controversial pick, and that being Newt or Christie or Palin. So with picking Pence, he definitely gets a passing grade because if something should happen Trump, Mike Pence could step right in and be the commander-in-chief. That was what everybody everybody from the never-Trumpers to Rachel Maddow so they all said. And after last night Everybody was going, oh, Pence was great. You even had never-Trumpers going, hey, can we have Pence do the debate with Hillary? Hey, Donald, you need to learn from Pence. Hey, Donald, you need to take lessons from Pence. So last night, that was what everybody was saying. Pence was great. Pence hit it out of the park. He made Tim Kaine look unhinged. So all Trump said today was, I'm getting a lot of credit. That was the decision that everybody said was my first important decision as somebody who would be commander-in-chief. 
And that decision paid off. Look how great he did. You all loved him. Trump didn't say, oh, he did good at the debate. That was my, that was my doing. I whispered things in his ear. That's what Trump said. But unanimous, and it's been unanimous. I watched Anderson Cooper. I watched Don Lemon. I watched uh, Aaron Burnett. I watched Hack Tapper. And every single one of them had the story. Unnamed sources say Donald Trump was very upset. Unnamed sources say Donald Trump was very upset. Unnamed sources say Donald Trump was very upset. Mike Pence showed him up. Mike Pence showed him up. Very, very. And just like the time Chris Gazilla had to do the story of Hillary Clinton not doing a press conference in about a hundred and some odd days or 200 days, whatever the hell it was. And his article talked about watching a town hall with Trump and Hannity and Trump mentioning this. And Gazilla was surprised and shocked and thought it was a Trump lie. So he did fact checking and lo and behold, Hillary hadn't done a press conference. Remember that? And I said it was a, it was that moment, and we all have experienced that moment when we trust somebody or we respect somebody and they say something to us about an issue or a situation. And we get that moment of clarity and we're like, ah, all right. That's what happened today. But the media just doubled down. So they got that moment of clarity because somebody said, guys, geez, this whole unnamed source thing. We got Trump people calling up saying, why are you guys saying this? There's only... Six people that would have been privy to Trump being upset and angry and tense and all of these things. And these six people, after being tortured with a blowtorch and pliers, have said, we never said anything. We never said anything like that. So the media... Or whoever is in charge of these different branches went, oh, guys, that was a little like unnamed sources say XYZ had sex with a chicken. Guys, it's very inquiring. Remember CNN, MSNBC, the media, these guys love to criticize the inquirer. They love to go, ah, you know, the inquirer. They write in these stories, and they have unnamed sources. I remember the whole Ted Cruz, Amanda Carpenter affair with six women. I remember that whole debate was all about, well, the Inquirer says they don't, they, they, you know, unnamed sources. And you can't, you, we here at CNN, at Reptable News, we can't do a story. That's 
that's so personal based off of unnamed sources. And here they go today. Unnamed sources say Donald Trump was mad. So somebody at MSNBC and CNN and NBC said, guys, you can't go and do this. That's some inquirer stuff. So they then rushed out this video of Trump and then just put the crying on the bottom. Donald Trump takes credit. So in mind, saying Donald Trump takes credit and playing this clip, then back up the unnamed sources. That's not the case. Because Trump didn't take credit for Pence's words. For the things that he said. He took credit for picking Mike Pence. He said, hey, all of you people that liked Mike Pence last night. Remember, that was my pick. Remember, picking a VP is a big deal. That was my first presidential challenge. So, did I pass? I did, didn't I? Okay. That's what Trump did. He didn't take credit for the words that came out of his mouth. He took credit for picking Mike Pence. Because the media made it a three-week story. Is Trump going to have a good pick? I mean, man. Like I said in the beginning of this bit, the media has never, ever been this over-the-top I hate to use the word biased because it's kind of like using the word racist. It's such a diluted word that when you say racist, people go, yeah, okay, I know I'm a racist. I know that's racist. Okay, that, oh, yep. It's the same thing. When you say biased, it's like, oh, okay, the media is biased. So I hate to use the word biased, but the media and this election cycle has never, ever been so much an activist. Never, never have they been this much of an activist. And they're never going to be able to reverse this. They're never, ever going to be able to reverse who they are. That's why I say, after this election, you're going to see a monster of a shakeup as it pertains to all of this programming. All of it. You're going to see major shakeups. You can't survive on alienating X amount 
of the audience. You can't. It's impossible. You can't do a show like Colbert and alienate half the audience where you are number three in the ratings and survive year after year after year. It's one thing to put on a show and do everything you can to attract every single audience that you it's it's one thing to 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 bust your ass every night put on a show you don't alienate anybody and you finish third guess what you're doing your best the network ultimately will have some compassion because ultimately there's still an audience someone has to finish third. And if there's no other option, what's to say someone else will do a better job? So what's to say somebody else will beat Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? When you're Stephen Colbert and your ratings are what they are because you alienate half the audience, an executive goes, hey, if we put somebody in that spot that doesn't do episodes where he's calling half the American people Nazis, because in an essence, if you're calling Trump a Nazi and you're uh, doing a bit on a chalkboard where you're drawing all these arrows and they eventually draw to a confederate or a uh, Nazi uh, swastika you're basically saying anybody who supports Trump is a Nazi so executives go man if we put somebody that's like hey everybody I love Republicans. I love conservatives. I love liberals. I, I let's just have fun. Then, without trying, they will do more than Colbert. You're going to see a huge shakeup as it pertains. You see a huge shakeup because after the death settles, these wounds are wounds that you cannot heal. You cannot heal Anderson Cooper's unfettered bias. You can't heal people like Anna Navarro, who's supposed to be a Republican, but spends every single night doing Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper, or whatever other CNN program calling Trump a Nazi and a racist. Don't forget that. So when the dust settles and Anna Navarro is out there pitching for some other candidate, 
people aren't going to forget that she was one of the never Trumpers who screamed and yelled at anybody that supported Trump or supported anybody in that whole Trump sphere. So it's going to be a huge shakeup. I mean, I just seen out of the corner of my eye on Don Lemon's show, Trump praises, on the bottom, Trump praises Pence and takes credit. And that fits the earlier narrative of Trump being upset. And that's not the case. It's not the case. It's not the case. It's absolutely not the case. But the media had to create a negative for Trump and Pence today. They had to. You couldn't do a news cycle of Tim Kaine getting clobbered. Couldn't. The news cycle had to be Trump is pissed. Trump is mad. Trump is angry. Trump is taking credit. Trump is an a-hole. All the pressure's on Trump. Now let's move on. Let's talk about taxes. So there's my take on the debate last night. All right, there's my take. It's Rob Perry Show. We're going to take a quick, and I mean quick, very quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about a, a few other things, just a few other things, mainly Howard Stern. Howard Stern, when we come back, and uh, another uh, Twitter banning of a conservative. And I say to my conservative friends, duh, duh, I've been talking about this for over a year and a half. And that's why, at the end of the day, Republicans are never, ever going to control the White House. Because we basically have half a party that are full of Anna Navarros who are nothing more than hybrid versions of Democrats, but they like to call themselves Republicans. The White House without other. And as one of the horrible, I'll be Damned, and I mean damned, that if Trump doesn't win to support any, any of these hybrid Republican Democrats in the future, and I will do everything in my power to make sure Hey, Paul Ryan 
or a Jeb Bush 2.0 or a Scott Walker are defeated. If I have to be in a party with Anna Navarro, I just assume blow the whole thing up. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back after these quick, and I mean quick, words of wisdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. 
supposed to be doing texting talking on the phone cuts you off and you slam into a brick wall maybe you 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 it's so hard that you go through the window your seatbelt snaps off because it's one of those defective fords or whatever the hell had <laughs> the bad seatbelt you go through the window you're half dead you're bleeding to death what you would call that girl at that moment is what Anna Navarro is. So use your imagination. All right. So I've been waiting for Don Lemon to possibly make um, some type of comment or correction involving Howard Stern. Now, let's refresh this story about five days ago, I think. I think it was was definitely last uh, Thursday or Friday. It might have been Wednesday. They talked about it on the program because it was happening. It was happening while we were live. Remember, we go live at 7 p.m. Those of you who are listening to us on uh, Blog Talk or you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or uh, on iTunes, or, uh, I don't know, Spreaker. We're on at 7 p.m. West Coast time, and that's 
10 p.m. East Coast, 9 p.m. Uh, I guess uh, Mountain. Would it be Mountain? Because we're or Central. I think Central because we're Pacific. And when we were doing our program in the green room, we saw a. I guess, cryon. I know I always say that word wrong, but we saw a cryon that said, bombshell. Howard Stern says Trump backed the Iraq war in 2002. And we talked about it. We were like, what? 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 Okay. What was this? So we listened to Don Lemon do the segment, and this was throughout Don Lemon's show. He kept going back to bombshell. Howard Stern says Trump backed the Iraq war. And Don Lemon played a clip of Howard talking to Robin about the fact that now Howard Stern is Steve Croft. He is the journalist of all journalists. The guy that has um, followers, rather it's Captain Jenks. Remember, I grew up in New York. I, I, I used to watch the WR show. I got autographs from Robin and, 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 and Fred, and I went to see Jackie the Joke Man. Jackie the Joke Man, Martin. Tons of times. So I know Howard Stern. I mean, that, that you told someone you listen to Howard Stern, they would go, you listen to that pig? You listen to that misogynist? You listen to that nasty, racist, homophobic? I mean, you name it. You name it. You have Howard Stern talking to Robin and basically saying, it's funny, everybody's using this show and the clips from our show to talk about Trump. And the bit that they played was Stern saying to Robin, it's surreal, sort of laying there in bed and watching them mention my name on the debate. And basically, for people who might not be aware, I said, yeah, Trump was on our show and he was talking. I asked him about the Iraq war. 
and he said he was for it. Was the clip that Don Lemon, who right now, if you go on CNN, he's talking about Donald Trump and the Central Park Five. Don Lemon's entire show so far has been about Trump. There hasn't been one segment on Hillary Clinton. There hasn't been one segment on Hillary Clinton. It's all about Trump and how horrible Trump is and how bad Trump is. Like I told you, the new liberal narrative is basically, yeah, we know Hillary's bad, but we're just, you know, put that over here. Trump is worse. Trump is just the worst of all worse. So I'm sitting there watching this Don Lemon show with the words bombshell. Howard Stern says Trump backed the Iraq war. And I'm like, Don, what did you, all you're playing is, uh, all you're playing is Stern talking to Robin about everyone using clips from the show and referencing his conversation about the Iraq war. That's what Don Lemon played. That was the bombshell. That was the bombshell. Like I said, man, after this election, there's going to be, I mean, the word soul searching sounds very lame. It does. It's, it, it sounds very lame. It, 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 it's more like the curtain has been pulled back. And all of us who've been saying for years, the media is controlled by liberals go, we told you so. And all the people who said, ah, that's just, you know, right-wing conspiracy talk, they go, all right, you're right. All right, you're right. You are right. Yes, it is controlled by, I mean, CNN's sole purpose is to back the Democrat Party. Rather, it's Hillary Clinton. Rather, it's Bill Clinton. Whatever social justice program or, or, or cause, that's all CNN is about. That's it. And see, CNN did it. They, they did it. They did it. I don't want to say sneaky, but it is sneaky the way they did it. But it's your typical human nature, I guess. Well, I, not all humans act like this. I don't want to say all humans act like this. But a good portion 
of humans act like this, which is I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And I'm going to do that for a certain period of time. And once everybody knows that I'm doing X, Y, Z every single day at 5 o'clock without fail. To the point where it's just a given. I will then just do X. I'll just do X. Because at this point, everybody's already conditioned for X, Y, Z. It's not like anybody's going to check my work. It's not like anybody's going to call and make sure I'm really doing X, Y, Z. So human nature, okay, human nature makes this possible. Human nature makes this possible. I mean, imagine, imagine, and and we've, uh, well, here, give you an example, rather rather it's your boyfriend, rather it's your husband, rather it's your wife, the things that either one does on the first day you met, nine out of ten times, isn't the exact thing that's done 10 years later. What CNN did was created this network, which has always been liberal, but they never, ever, put themselves in a position like they did this year, this election cycle. So what they did was after they have been placed in every airport terminal in this country, every doctor's office in this country, after they have been crowned the non-left, non-right, but center news network. They then showed who they really are and veered all the way to the left to the point where we are today. But they're already in all the airports. They're already in all the doctor's offices. They're already in every place you could possibly get into that the decision maker would have said, you know what, 
we don't want to put something that's overtly right or overtly left. We don't want to do that. We, you know, want something that's non-threatening, that's just news, that's, hey, that's us. We're not Fox. We're not MSNBC. It doesn't matter if you're on the left or if you're on the right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're fair. We don't just say we're fair and balanced. We legitimately, we legitimately don't take sides. We're a news channel. You remember Shaw? You 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 remember? Oh yeah, yeah. So that's what CNN did. They waited. They was right when it was impactual. They unleashed their inner hack liberal propaganda selves. And that's where we are today. So Don Lemon Iraq war and when you listen to the clip, it's him talking to Robin about the surreal nature of everybody in politics talking about him and using clips from the show and having the Iraq war debate. He said it on the Stern show. That was it. That was the bombshell. But if you're a low information voter and you just got tuned in to this presidential campaign, this election, because there's, you know, 20 or uh, 33 days left or whatever it is. You put on Don Lemon, and you see Bombshell. Howard Stern says Trump backed the war. It's not a bombshell. What Don Lemon did was just play a clip of how talking to rubbing on since BuzzFeed played the clip, which was Donald Trump back the Iraq war, Donald Trump back the Iraq war. So it's old news that Don Lemon and his crew of liberal hipster douchebags decided to say bombshell, bombshell. There's no bombshell. It was Howard talking to Robin. That was it. And like I said, Howard Stern's whole gimmick 
the whole cottage industry of Howard Stern was about people like Captain Jenks and other individuals calling Larry King and other news programs. Even if there was a disaster, a hurricane, a flood, and hitting up whatever local news and saying, Howard Stern's penis, baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. And here's Howard basically saying, man, never gotten this much publicity. In my life. Remember, not not just, not just, not just does feed audio. Not just that, but all the audio clips. It's just Diana and... Uh, If girls could be flat-chested. Now, I have a question. I have a question for Howard Stern and Howard Stern uh, fans. How does Hillary Clinton and the rest of the media get permission to use all these clips on the air. Is Howard Stern giving them permission? Now, I know the new Howard Stern stuff by Howard Stern. I know that. But I thought He got control of all of his old tapes. Because obviously, to use all of this audio, these outlets have to be getting permission, clearance. I can't go and run interviews that Howard Stern did on my radio show, I can basically make my radio show a replay of Howard Stern. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can. But if I'm doing a political ad, how the hell I go and use footage from someone else's radio show or TV show. So for a fact, I can't go and get uh, Iron Man or um, NFL football. I know I can't get clips from the NFL and put them on my YouTube channel. I can't do that. No way I could do that. There's absolutely no way I can do that. I, there's just no way. So 
how do all these people get the permission to use stern tips and use um, the stern audio in political ads? Here's why I bring this up and the fact that Don Lemon has not brought this up. And you think Don Lemon would bring this up considering he got called out. Trump, or Trump, so Stern on his show just the other day was talking to Robin. And he said, how does CNN come up with the headline, Howard Stern says Trump backed the Iraq War in 2002 bombshell. He goes, how do they come up with that headline? Quote, I got so upset. Because, you know, let's face it, tapes from a show featuring Donald Trump have been used in the campaign. And the other day, when I was talking to Robin on the air, I said to her, yeah, it was really surreal sort of laying there in bed and watching them mention my name on the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Trump was on our show, and he was talking, and I asked him about the Iraq war, and he said he was for it. Then there's a big screaming headline. Howard Stern now confirms that Trump backed the Iraq war. Now, I said nothing new. I then emailed Trump and wanted to explain to him that this is not what I said. Only thing that I can confirm is that this is a tape. It's from our show. And that is me. And I confirm. And it was mentioned me at the debate. But I have no idea how CNN came up with that headline. That's from Howard Stern. That's from Howard Stern putting CNN and Don Lemon on blast. And guess what? For the last hour and a half on Don Lemon's show, all they have been doing is talking about how bad 
Donald Trump is. Just how horrible Donald Trump is. To the point that a new poll has just come out that says 54% of the American people say that race relations today under Obama is bad. Real bad. To the point that it wasn't this bad seven and a half years ago. So this poll comes out, says the American people say Obama has done nothing for race. Matter of fact, he's made race worse. And that was the segue to talk about the Central Park Five, a case that happened 20-something years ago where five black kids were accused of raping a woman in Central Park. They were convicted, and they went to jail. And many years later, they were freed from jail because new DNA evidence didn't point to any of them. While this was going on, Trump was outspoken about the case. He took a full-page ad out in one of the newspapers in New York. I don't know if it was the Times or the Post or whatever it was. And the fact that he was for the conviction of these individuals when at the end of the day, they didn't do it, proves that he is a racist. Proves that he doesn't like black people. He doesn't like minorities. At the end of the day, you can't vote for him to be the president of the United States. You can't vote for Hillary. Well, You're going to vote for Hillary, but it's more of a de facto vote because you can't throw your vote away with Jill Stein or Johnson. So you want to throw your vote away, which, of course, smart people don't want to do, and you vote for Trump, then the only other person you have to vote for is Hillary Clinton. So basically, that's what they're saying. So they don't have to say Hillary is great at this, Hillary is great at that, she'll do this, she'll do that. The old white woman will make race relations better because, of course, 
the young black guy couldn't do it. They don't say that. They say Donald Trump is horrible. Donald Trump is horrible. You can't vote for him. Who should I vote for? Uh, well, don't throw your vote away on Gary Johnson and Jill Stein. Okay, so who should I vote for? Well, if it's not them two, so should I vote for Hillary Clinton? She's going to make my life better. Well, we didn't say she's going to make your life better. We're just saying if you eliminate Johnson and Stein, and of course you can't vote for Trump because, you know, the Central Park Five. Then by default, uh, yeah, uh, I guess it'd be Hillary. But we're not saying she's going to make your life better. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying if you eliminate these three, she's the only one left. Ah. Ah. Okay. We understand. So, of course, Don Lemon isn't going to bring up the fact that Howard Stern said, uh, CNN, Don Lemon, with the whole bombshell, and Howard Stern says, Trump back. You guys are very... Very, very clickbaity. Very clickbaity. Very, very shady. Very exactly what I said in the beginning of this bit. Once you get in to the airports and the doctor's offices and you're just smack dab in everyone's home because your news once you're there and everybody lowers their guard that's when all of a sudden you shift gears and before anybody knows what the F just happened they're inundated with liberal messaging Liberal propaganda. And once that happens, it's too late. Wow, if I would have known uh, you were this way, I would never have dated you. I would never have married you. I would never have had kids with you. I would never have put myself in a position where I am, ugh, I'm stuck. we break up or if I have to fire you and get a new employee and then I got to train them and that's going to take a year. So uh, I guess I'll just deal with the fact that you're not the person I hired two years ago. You're not the um, hardworking, studious. You're just conned me. You suckered me. CNN and Howard Stern called them out. It's the Roger Carey Show. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
was banned from Twitter. An individual named Milo. Now, I always name messed up. It's Yanapopoulos. Milo Yanapopoulos. Y-A-Y-I-A-N-N-O-P-O-U-L-O-S. I always say it wrong. Milo Yanapopoulos. Now, Milo was banned from Twitter. Because he wrote an article saying how bad the all-female Ghostbusters was. And Leslie Jones complained and whined and cried and said Milo was bullying her. Milo was invading her safe space. And ultimately, Milo was banned. Now remember, Twitter is owned by a liberal douchebag. Some actually say that his boyfriend is the individual who started Black Lives Matter. That uh, DeVry what's his name? DeVry uh, DeVry Mickelson or Some say Jack Dorsey, who owns Twitter, is gay, and DeVry is his boyfriend. Now, I don't know if this is true, but anonymous sources, that's all I'm saying is anonymous sources have told me that Jack Dorsey is gay and his boyfriend is DeVry, whatever his last name is, of Black Lives Matter fame. Now, that's what anonymous sources have told me. Don't know if it's true, but they're anonymous sources, and normally these anonymous sources are very, very accurate. I mean, it's CNN uses anonymous sources along with Politico and Huffington Post 
if they use anonymous sources and they run stories and things of that nature with anonymous sources, then my anonymous sources who say Jack Dorsey and DeRay Mekison are dating. So, DeRay and Jack have a thing about shutting down anybody who has a different opinion of theirs. Remember, the whole thing of Black Lives Matter, when they were protesting Trump rallies, was to shut the rally down. Was to make sure no one else could hear Trump and his supporters speak. So, DeRay and the Black Lives Matter folks don't like the speech that come out of Donald Trump and his supporters' mouths. So in turn, they want to silence them. And now that's not very American. Free speech is free speech. And if you want to talk about being a Nazi, you want to talk about being a fascist, then look no further than Black Lives Matter And shutting down rallies, shutting down people's speech. So, Leslie Jones didn't like that people were ripping apart her movie and ripping apart her performance. She didn't like that. Now, remember, every night, rather it's Stephen Colbert, rather it's Samantha B, rather it's Saturday Night Live. Hell, throw Bill Maher into the mix. They go after all Republicans. They go after Donald Trump. They go after his kids. They go after whoever doesn't agree with them. And the left loves it. When Saturday Night Live does skits that depict Trump supporters ironing their Ku Klux Klan outfits, or putting on their Adolf Hitler mustaches, I would say that is more extreme than any review that someone like Milo could write and publish. Remember what I've said before. In the left's world, their opinion, 
their policies, their views, are the only ones that are right. And if you don't agree with them, you are somehow a weirdo. You are somehow wrong. And they're allowed to do whatever it takes to silence you, shame you, bully you, and shut you up. And if you call them out, they basically say, well, you're the fringe. We're the norm. And you can't be mad at the norm. You can't accuse the norm of doing bad. That's like saying seatbelts are bad. It just doesn't work. And that's their mindset. They believe that the 300 million people that live in the United States all think like them, or at least the 125 or 130 million that vote. When they win a presidential election by 4 million votes, they really believe that that's a mandate that represents 90% of the country. The concept that 65 million people rejected them doesn't compute in their little brains. And as long as you have the media from the newspapers to the news shows and everything in between spewing your message, then of course, of course, a hundred million voters all agree with you. That's what it seems like. So Jack Dorsey and DeRay Mekison shut people down on Twitter. They did it to Milo and the newest person that's been shut down is a poster named Ricky Vaughn. Another conservative voice On social media. Well, if you go to Ricky Vaughn's Twitter account, a message comes up that says, suspended. Suspended. <coughs> Excuse me. I know, it's unprofessional. Suspended. Ricky Vaughn is suspended because his views are the opposite of Jack Dorsey and people like DeRay mechanism or <laughs> mechanism McKesson. McKesson. 
And now I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I will get my Louisville slugger out and beat the crap out of this dead horse. But this goes exactly to what I've been saying for years now. And that is until the conservatives, until the Republicans, until everybody that is not a Democrat, a liberal, a progressive, until we control the media, we are forever these situations. Twitter is owned, controlled, operated by a bleeding heart liberal. That's why I said before, man, this is war. This isn't a battle of ideas. This isn't some 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 civil disagreements. This is war. No different than Facebook filtering out conservative news and having an office full of hipster douchebags only putting up liberal hipster douchebag stories or Twitter banning conservatives, Republicans, people who don't agree with the liberal ideology. Never going to get better. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think? Jack Dorsey's sitting around going, you know, uh, Twitter has got to be a place where unpopular speech and unpopular ideas are as respected as popular speech. And popular ideas, because what's unpopular to one is not necessarily unpopular to another. You think Jack Dorsey is sitting around saying that? Of course not. Liberals don't think that way. I've told you this over and over. Liberals think their way is the right way, and that's it. And if you don't think their way, you're wrong. And they will shut you down. That's what they believe. That's what they feel. And they've demonstrated that over and over and over and over again. And we on the right have demonstrated how stupid and how gullible We are because we engage in this over and over and over again. Just like the Lester Holt debate. We talked about it then. Knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. And yet, whoever that sits 
in the decision-making chair for the Republican Party went, oh, but it will be different this time. Even though it was different the 15 other times, this time it will. It wasn't. Just like this Sunday, town hall debate, Anderson Cooper is going to be a little scumbag, liberal douchebag that's there for one reason and one reason only, to protect Hillary, to make sure Hillary is rough up. And if you don't think the plants in that audience are out of your effing mind, Today, Hillary is caught using plants at her rallies, actresses, little wannabe actresses. So if you don't think there's going to be plants at this debate, you're out of your effing mind. 100% there's going to be plants. 100. 100%. So until we control the media, until we control Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever's out there. So we control it. We're always going to be getting thrown off. There's always going to be a Milo or a Ricky Vaughn. They're always going to get censored. They're always going to get uh, uh, you know, deleted, banned. It's always going to happen. I mean, think about it. Think about this. If we were conservatives, now I know some conservatives, and it's why we're in this position, are all, you know, oh, I would never do that. I would never do that. Yeah, well, guess what? The new breed of conservatives, the new breed of Republicans, absolutely, we will do that. If I am effing right, I will censor liberal speech. You're effing right. Because that's what we need. We need to fight back. Enough of this BS high road crap. We've been beaten, we've been abused, we've been raped for far too long. Enough is enough. We've done the John McCain route. We've done the Rance Priebus route. We've done the Lindsey Graham route. We've done it. We've done the, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Obama is a Christian. He's a good Christian. He loves his family. He's, no, ma'am, he's not an Arab. No, no, he's not, ma'am. We've done that. And what is it getting us? Nothing. John McCain still got his ass kicked, not just at the polls, but by the media. They still called him a sick Old, out-of-touch, shell-shocked, 
who shouldn't be anywhere near the nuclear trigger. Sound familiar? So enough is enough. And that's why after this election, we will never be the same. Because those of us on the new right, on the hard right, on the right right, we're the ones that are right. The Paul Ryans, the Anavaros, Krautheimers, they're the ones that are wrong. And yes, we're gonna blow this son of a bitch up. Because I'll be damned if I ever back candidate Navarro or Krautheimer. The National Review or Eric Erickson come out and say, we got to support them. They're a great candidate. Oh, really? They're a great candidate? You like them? Well, guess what? F them. F you. We're going to bury them. We're going to bury you, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. How dare you? How dare you? So my friends on the right, my friends on the right, listen to me. Listen to me. Time to get mad. And it's time to get And it's time that we go to political war. It is time. It is time. Whatever we got to do to somehow convince these conservative billionaires that never, ever going to recapture the White House or penal vote or getting some congressman in the 17th district of Alabama elected. It's all about controlling the media. And until these pony up Twitters and the Facebook, the CNNs, the Time Warners, every single news website you go to is controlled by a conservative. We are doomed. So Rob Zakari show. We are out of here, my friends. It's nine twenty six. It's done. It's finished. You guys have been great. Don't forget, you can find us at the Show dot com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. 
You can find us on iHeartRadio. Just touch in the Rob Zakari Show. You can find us at all these places. Every single one of these places. Okay? Every single one of these places you could find us. So go listen to the show. Support the show. Support the show. Support the show. Support Stephen Colbert's horrible crap show. Support the show. Enjoy the show. Download the show. Subscribe to the show. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 7. Yes, 7 p.m. West Coast time. Woo! See you then.